Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Times Analytics Podcast. I'm on today with Christian Mercado. Christian, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey guys, this is Christian Mercado. I'm a digital marketer. I'm the manager at Level 8 Luggage and several other roles at just some of my personal projects. Yeah. Christian, we've chatted before. We've talked about Level 8. We've talked about your work with e-commerce. What are some of the latest trends that you've noticed in the e-commerce world? To be honest, I'm more focused on the social media side now. So in terms of trends, we've really been we've really been turning it up with catching on to trending content, finding ideas from TikTok, repurposing the content in a way where it's different on TikTok and Instagram, but the trend is still the same. And I, I think that's been doing well and grabbing people's attention and generating engagement. And how do you, what do you use to figure out what the trends are? To be honest, I, I spend some time on social media, especially TikTok. I think if anyone uses TikTok, they know you can go down a rabbit hole. I'm not proud to say, but it's it could be some time. And I, when I see something that I know would catch on, I send it to my, my video editor. I'm like, let's hop on this. Let's grab some content that we have. Let's mash it up together. And this is the, the point of the video. Yeah, that, yeah that, that's been doing well. Because I've been curious about doing something like this myself. Let me give you my current challenge. I have several products, consumer products. These are like small baby businesses, basically. But they're not really businesses yet. They have potential. And I think one thing, let me give you an example, is olive oil. It's just olive oil. Okay. It's good olive oil. It comes in different sizes. And But how do you break through the noise? I did sell one, one bottle so far to somebody online using an ad and it was a Greek guy. And so I was like, okay, I should really just target Greek people. And I turned it on again, all the ads for Greek people specifically targeting them. It's been a couple of days. I haven't gotten any sales yet, but I'm still hopeful. What I'm imagining is I should create content around it and share it on TikTok and on other things and make sure it gets in the right communities. How would you recommend I structure this campaign to drive more sales of olive oil? When when it comes to a product that could saturate it, everyone knows what olive oil is. Everyone knows what it does. You use it for cooking. It's important to differentiate yourself. Like for example, clothing brands, a lot of people sell clothes, but they differentiate themselves in a way where it's the atmosphere of the clothing brand. What do they stand for? Their messaging, their vision, and the community. I think those are a lot of ways that could dif- you could differentiate yourself. For example, for level eight, luggages are a lot of luggage, but the way I try to brand it is with sty- luggage that's stylish, luggage that is uh, made with premium quality. And sure, there's other luggage that are stylish and made with good quality, but I make it a point to promote that we have a community of these people that are modern, that like to travel in style, that want to feel good and confident about traveling. That's how we differentiate ourselves right now is one, pricing, and then two, creating that community of Mm -hmm. modern stylish travelers. So I would say, to bring it back to the point with the olive oil, you got to create some type of movement or brand something that people can get behind and be like, I like using this olive oil brand because they do this or this is what they stand for. 
those those are things ways different ways that you can differentiate yourself in the market besides messaging it could be that you deliver faster it could be that you're more affordable i think last time we spoke uh, i'm very big on social proof the, the whole community of it but many people are using this olive oil because it's better for your food yeah yeah i was thinking of selling or even just giving away for free some kind of a tool that allows you to measure the quality of the current olive oil you have perhaps through the viscosity i don't know i I don't know i have to look into the tools but something to help somebody determine the quality of their current olive oil because i'm pretty sure it's not very good and because a lot of olive oils they're mixed with other things and so forth and then and that's I something could, you can mention. Right. And I could offer yeah. and then with the with my olive oil, it passes the test. Whatever that measurement yeah. tool is. I exactly. think that could be a good move. You agree? I yeah, I think presenting how yours is healthier without all the added additives. Yeah, that's definitely something you gotta promote. That, that that's a benefit to them. People care about what it does for them, not what it does for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So always promoting benefits, I would say, is, is great. Okay. So here's where I was trying to go with that. So I make the tool. I have, I now have a different, I now have a differentiator. I want to record a video. How do I connect that video to getting sales? What is, are you putting a link in the video that pushes to the product page? How are you connecting that to your lower funnel? Yeah, since it's uh, a bootstrap project, I could definitely understand getting right into purchase campaigns and purchase conversions, stuff like that. What I do with different campaigns is that, because content's going to be important with this, I don't immediately ask them to purchase. I, I try showing them the message of the brand Hello, my name is Alex Safranis, and today I want to tell you about a few of the products that I offer on my website, asafranis.com. So the first I will offer is the Tastes of Greece. If you've heard, olive oil is the healthiest and, quite frankly, the only seed oil that you should be eating. It has a lot of amazing properties. And right now, because of inflation, olive oil fraud is at an all-time high. The Asafranis olive oil is guaranteed to be single origin, extra virgin, extra tasty. It's going to be the best olive oil you've ever tried. Guaranteed or your money back. Check it out on asafranis.com. And we're always running different promotions, so you may even get an extra bottle of olive oil for free. We'll see. Just check the website. That's asafranis.com. Everything that I explained before with content, what you're since you're a new brand, you're going to be starting out reaching cold audiences. Although they know what olive oil is, they're very new to your brand. So you want to, the first campaign would probably be brand awareness or link clicks. With that said, I think that should be a, a video campaign, something that it's educational tips, advice. You could show your, I'm pretty sure that's a lead magnet, lead magnet, that product that you were talking about. 
we can also present them with an informational PDF on how something making like a healthier solution for their food. So something free that maybe they could download, like, yeah, like the PDF and educational would be the first part that would be for me. That's what I would do for brand awareness. Then I would retarget them, the people who have downloaded that booklet or saw at least 25 or 50% of the video, retarget them with either another educational video, or if you don't want to put more ad spend in it, you could retarget them with a purchase. But typically I would hit them with another branding video because now they're a little bit warmer. They're like, I've seen this brand before. I liked what they mentioned. So let's see what they have to say now. So you're retargeting them the second time. And then usually on the third time I hit them with the purchase discount code, limited time currently in stock, but I want them to know what the brand is first before they purchase. And then if you have low margins, then I think it's important to have an email, set up some type of subscription, educate them through email, and then ask them to sign up for a subscription, get, get a bundle of three bottles, five bottles for this much. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do it. We can have a follow-up. <laughs> yeah. I'll share with everybody. All right, no, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking That's forward a good to idea. it. I, I love uh, seeing people go and um, I'm always watching from the sidelines and cheering you on. <laughs> Thank you, Christian. Of course. So let's talk more about you. Tell me more about what, what business stuff you're working on. So last year we spoke about my watch business. That's going, it's going slow, but that's on me. That's personally on me. <laughs> There's just a spread then a bit. So I'm doing a bunch of different projects, but I'm definitely going to focus more on it this year and looking forward to seeing how, how much it grows. I'm helping a friend out, CMO of his new startup. So it's called Wi-Fi Connect. We work with a lot of brick and mortar stores, especially like hotels and cannabis shops and all across the country. It goes from like California, Washington, Colorado, we're helping them with their specific, specifically for the cannabis industry. We're helping them with the SMS marketing because it's an industry that's very hard to advertise. It's a lot of, a lot of obstacles to, to try reaching your target customers. So we figure out strategy plans. We get on weekly meetings with them and come up with campaigns. It's been doing well. We've been helping them generate more revenue. In regards to the hotel, we have, we hooked them up with, this is really cool, with AI security cameras and other things too. But for starters, AI security cameras. So it's able to detect people's faces. If you have someone banned from the property, it'll like immediately notify you that this person's here and get them out. It could detect weapons. So like knives or guns, uh, and it can notify whoever needs to be notified, the police, the manager, whoever. Besides the AI security camera, we also provide hotels or as well, like restaurants with Wi-Fi connectivity. So everyone basically has Wi-Fi at this point, but what we do is we're a supplement. So to that Wi-Fi that you guys have, so we're able to collect customer information and promote like email campaigns, or they, we send them to a homepage and you're able to promote other services and products. And when they leave your store or your hotel, we're able to retarget them to bring them back. So those are some core features that we do with the hotel industry and different types of other industries. With e-commerce, to be honest, I rolled back on that a bit with my own personal project, e-commerce, but I'm getting the 
I'm getting the desire to start my own store again. And besides that, yeah, helping Level 8 with growing their company. That's been fun. We do a lot of influencer campaigns. We do a lot of TikTok marketing, Instagram marketing. I'm getting them into SMS marketing now. It's been a great experience, especially like since working with the like celebrities or like influencers, I, I find it really cool. A lot of them stop by New York and I have meetings with them or we go out for drinks. It's been enjoyable. That's really cool. Yeah. I've been on my own journey, on my own influencer journey recently. I'm trying to get this podcast sponsored again. So if anybody's listening and interested in sponsoring, I'm looking for sponsors right now. But I realize that I think the the best investment of time to get a sponsor is actually investing in my own content and making sure that I'm just focusing on the product, which is the podcast, and making it as good as possible and releasing as many episodes as I can, pretty much. And I think that the sponsorship will just be a lot easier once there's a lot more activity. Like a car, the car before the horse thing. I wanted to wait for the sponsorship before producing a bunch of episodes, but I think it has to be the other way around. Yeah, you got to grow the audience, you got to grow the viewership and the engagement, and then the brands will come in and say, hey, I want to promote my product to these types of audiences that you're growing. Yeah. Do you have any other advice? Let's say somebody listening wants to also start a podcast or get an influencer um, deal or something like that. How do you recommend they build their audience? I'm not an influencer, but I find them. <laughs> when it comes to podcasts, I can't really speak much on that because I dabbled in it a bit and I don't know, I just, I didn't continue it. Not that it's it wasn't good for me. I think it was very cool. I, I think I enjoyed meeting new people and stuff uh, and learning more about them and connecting. I, I think that whole experience is really cool, but there's just a lot going on. I got to pick and choose where my energy goes. So I'm not very big on promoting on social media myself, but when it comes to growing as an influencer and looking for the brand deals, what I look for is you can have 10,000 followers or, or, or 15,000 followers. You don't need to have a hundred thousand. That more just depends on how much money you really want to make, but also is in relation to how well you do your, how well you make your content the types of videos that you make. Is it good quality? Can the brand stand behind it? Do you have real engagement? I'm not sure how other brands do it, but I definitely check if, <laughs> if you have like fake followers or engagement. I think some brands don't care sometimes because, you know what, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there, but be authentic. Do what you need to do, but be authentic. Yeah, I think it's important to have that audience because brands need to see that if they're going to spend money with you, can you create the content that they could reuse? and can it reach the audience that they want to reach? Yeah. They're going to pay for the content. And I'm sure they're going to want to reuse it, pay for the promotion. But yeah, I, I recently met and, and I totally agree with everything you said. And I recently met with a influencer um, manager who worked for a streaming service, actually uh, live gaming, like esports. So it was slightly different than okay, podcasting. Yeah, it was interesting. It was like a, a different industry I don't get a lot of exposure to. And I asked him and he said, oh, I don't know, I'm in the esports industry. I was like, it doesn't matter. Just what insights do you have about influencers in the esports industry? And his collabs are super valuable because you're essentially sharing audiences with one another. 
and that's just like a super fast, almost growth hack in the influencer world. And I thought, oh, yep. what an amazing idea. I can't believe that you thought this wouldn't be helpful because you're in a different industry. <laughs> it's like exactly the yeah. same. That's what I'm thinking about now is how can I team up with other business podcasts or other marketing yes. podcasts and make content with people. I'm sorry, I should have mentioned that. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah. I, I love it. Actually, we, we do that a lot sure. with influencers. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We always ask them to either have us as a paid partner in the post or a post collaborator for that reason, but also because we want to see the numbers that they're producing. Uh, we want to see how much to post. It's really annoying to keep asking them for a screenshot of the posting sites. What did we pay for? What are the numbers? But yeah, that's definitely, yeah. You, they say the teamwork makes the dream work. And if you want to go fast, you go alone. But if you want to go far, you do it with a team. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I guess we can, let's use this podcast as a use case in terms of good collaborations. How would you think about it? Would you look at like next door neighbors in the sense that you know, when you search marketing analytics on Apple Podcasts, my po my podcast comes up, a couple others come up. Is that the first place to go? Is just like the surrounding area? Or is it better to go a little bit further and tap into a different audience that isn't directly looking for the same content, but could be interested in it? Mm. I, you should find similar people that, yeah, I think you should find similar people because I think it would take more energy to develop a new audience and try to convert them into what you talk about. Yeah, you might find people, you know, that are interested in, in what you say, but I think it would take more work to build it faster. Yeah. So yeah, just start with everybody who that's right next to me in the search results and team up with all of them yeah similar yeah similar topics uh then when you grow that then you can expand into different industries but i think you should collaborate with other people who are on similar topics it doesn't have to be the, the exact same thing but as long as the audience has a type of mindset that they went to business entrepreneurship they want to grow they're into marketing yeah I'm curious about the topic of retargeting. How should I think about the content relative to the retargeting? I know you mentioned earlier you have a three around three steps that at least that you would do to get them to the lower funnel. At the point of retargeting, I just want to map it out clearly. You start with just reaching out to them and not asking to purchase, not retargeting. You're just collecting the initial upper funnel prospects. Then... You try to get them to the website to learn more or to click on something to learn more so that you can have an indication of interest and get them in the retargeting pool. And then you create a more detailed piece of content or something that is more educational or pushes them down the funnel somehow using that retargeting, right? So, so what, or, or I guess let me turn that into a question. So what, now that you have this retargeting audience, what do you share with them first and uh, how do you get, actually go for that purchase with them? Yeah. So to make it easier, uh, we'll just say it's in three steps. The first part of the video is supposed to be an educational piece or, or advice uh, is something that would benefit them as a brand awareness campaign or could be link clicks, but it's cheaper if you do like engagement or brand, uh, brand awareness or video views, one of those, then you retarget those 
the people who have seen 25 or 50% of that video, you want to retarget them with the new video. And with that new video, you could offer them another piece of advice or start leaning toward showing your brand, the community that you have, some of the products, but you don't really want to sell them yet. They're being sold to all the time. No one likes ads, <laughs> at least now today. At least now today is more targeted and it, and it relates to them. But at the end of the day, for example, when Netflix said they're going to have a new subscription where there's going to be ads, I don't think a lot of people like that. <laughs> now they're going yeah. to pay more or whatever. So it, that that's just at, at its core, people don't really like ads. So make it beneficial to them. But yeah, by the third time, you're hitting them a bit harder with, you know, get this today. This is what it does. Benefits. You're, you're actually trying to sell them by the last part of that video. But also, I, I want to mention, it doesn't have to be just a three-step process. I would, you know how in Facebook ads, you could hit them with several different types of creatives? Yes. Yeah, so I would do that. For video number two, you're retargeting everyone in video number two with different selling points, different videos. Yeah, that different benefits about your product. Yeah, just any, anything you want to list, yeah. And is it silly? Can it be silly? Can it be fun? How would you approach the ad? You could try Yeah, you could try that. Because it, it's going to be one of many. You don't know which one would perform best. But hmm. you want to pepper them with several different angles on how to sell your product. See which one works. At first, at least. And then, then you can optimize which one works best. You turn the other ones off. But at least they're seeing different ways to, to use your product. Not just all in one video, because I think it's it's best to keep it under, especially on Facebook, like under a minute and on Instagram. Yeah, but best that's, to keep it under a minute. Yeah, that's another question. So what platforms would you test on first that would be your more reliable ones for quality audiences? Yeah, since we're talking about olive oil, yeah, I would say Facebook and Instagram could work well on TikTok too. You got to test that. Google ads, expensive. Facebook, they're all growing in expenses, but TikTok, I think is cheaper because it's newer and they're still developing. They just still got some work to do in regards to their ad platform and optimizing, but TikTok would be cheaper, but Facebook is more powerful. I, I think. Yeah. Mm. Imagining I can pull out the various benefits, which are in all sorts of different life spheres, the different product benefits. And I could just focus on each benefit as a different video and just see which benefit resonates the most with the audience. And they could all be quite short. Yeah. You could talk about a community of people who use your olive oil, how great it is, great customer reviews. Another video, uh, these are the benefits of using the olive oil. This is why it's better than other brands because of the additives. Then another video, like a cooking lesson, something that you like to cook with your olive oil, different angles of selling it. Yes. And then at, at, toward inside the video, you can say, you can get this like right now. I know on TikTok, one trend is like, TikTok made me buy it. This is what I use. Yeah. I like that. And th this is just a side note, but did you know two, th two things? One, that there are actual criminal enterprises that are in the export industry and are mixing olive oil with cheap oils to 
squeeze more profit out of it. This is a real thing. I don't know. It, it was like in the news recently. I don't know if you did you hear about it. I didn't know it, but I believe it. <laughs> it makes perfect uh, sense. You were trying to cut corners. I believe it. Yeah. And and second interesting thing is that and this is more of a rumor, is that in the last few years, a lot of the olive producers and farmers have been essentially paid to not grow as many olives, which artificially increased the price of olive oil and has sent it skyrocketing in the last couple of years. And it's like an artificial yeah. thing that they did. It was like a, almost a collusion, yeah. you could imagine it. And I find that so interesting that that actually that happens. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I, it, yeah, I'm sure it does. Some, I don't know how. It, I don't know the industry, but I, I believe it. Uh, yep. Yeah. And those are the things that make me feel like I really should hammer this one home and, and really get some kind of a funnel system going for the olive oil because it's like it's a good product. It's a unique product that I have access to that not, it's not super common to have like an olive oil connect. And the industry itself is messy and it's a cheap enough product where you could get impulsive or quick online buys. It's not like a super expensive product that's unattainable. It's very attainable. It's very affordable. Yeah. So those, and of course it's not the cheapest thing available, but I, there's so many cases to be made about health benefits, and I see all sorts of infographics online about how olive oil is the only seed oil that is healthy. So it's there's it's all you know what it, there is it, it, there's a wave that's pushing this idea forward across, instead of all the other yeah. ideas that I'm working on, and it just I, seems I like a natural you. focus. Uh, yeah, I, I've noticed that too. The people or audiences are becoming like healthier, more more aware of what they're eating. I think that's a good thing. And yeah, yeah, this could work. Yeah. It, 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 people are pushing toward a healthier lifestyle. I'm with it. <laughs> I started jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah. McDonald's used to use beef tallow, which is the healthiest fat pretty much that you can eat. And it made sense because it came from their own cows that they were producing the beef from. And then they yeah. switched to really bad oils in... I think the 90s or something. Wow. And we got some pretty bad results. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I heard about that that pink slime stuff. And uh, I've been eating at McDonald's in a long time. I stopped going there. I'm not even going to lie, though, every now and then. A couple of years ago, I used to get one piece chicken nuggets or something. <laughs> but that was it. I didn't get the burgers. <laughs> I love that. All right, let me pitch another one to you. I'm not looking at olive oil as a driver. I'm looking at it as a case study something that I should be able to optimize this product. This is what you do or what you've done, at least in the e-com industry. It's really like fine tuning and building an advertising campaign and, a, and a, basically a marketing engine to sell a product. And I, I admittedly haven't gotten there yet. So it's really helpful to talk through this. I want to also get your advice on a bigger, longer term project that I'm thinking about because I talked to an investment banker and she said, it's a crowded industry. I'm not sure you can do it. It's saturated. And, uh, but I got away with a maybe. I got her to slightly capitulate. And let me tell you why. The business I want to run, I want to create, is an automated marketing engine. 
that is run by AI and is entirely addressable in the sense that it's direct one-to-one communication with every individual. The value to the business is this is a very easy way to, to do marketing. If you want to do marketing, this thing will do it for you and it probably will do it cheaper than what you're currently paying. Because right now, if you look at the advertising landscape, the profit that's being generated is in the walled gardens. And because they'll have you pay to show your thing to 10,000 people who they tell you are interested in your product, and behind the scenes, that's a modeled audience, which means that maybe two or 3,000 of those people really aren't that interested in your product. But that's where the profit margin comes from. I expect that to be completely destroyed at some point. I don't think that it's going to go on forever. I think there will be competition and legislation that breaks it up eventually. So the business that I want to create is the base is an automated lead gen system that crawls the internet and looks for good leads. That already exists. On top of it, I want to build a marketing engine crawler to find people who are best suited for a particular product, generate an ad campaign for that person specifically, and reach out to them via direct means, whether it's social media, text, call, direct mail, email, there, any, any direct means where you can say this person did not respond or this person did respond. And the reason for that is very important. It's because you can run testing if you know who you're reaching. And now a quick word from our sponsor, me. I wanna tell you about all the different podcasts I'm doing because you might just be listening to one and I want you to know about all of them. So the Asafranis podcast network includes marketing times analytics, AI times automation, security times privacy. Uh, There's also a couple other bonuses like Extraordinary People and the Lake County District 18 podcast, which is a political focused podcast about the Lake County area in Illinois. So there's a little something in there for everybody. I really hope that you enjoy the podcast. Go check out the other ones. I will leave the links to all the episodes, all the podcasts from the the various podcast titles in the description of this episode so that you can check them out. I, I encourage you to do so. I hope you'll find it interesting and I hope that you have an excellent day ahead. Thank you. And now back to the episode. If you are just doing the black box walled garden, I'm going to put uh, some money into this blind campaign. You don't really get a lot of good testing. You can do A-B testing, but you can if, if you actually know who you're reaching out to, you know maybe where they are, for instance, you can do basically lift, camp, uh, lift tests on what causes more sales within particular audiences. And you can match people's names to sales and see what maybe tactics work to the best or things like that. So anyway, it's it's much more advanced if you know who you're reaching out to. That's really what it is, right? Automated lead gen as the engine of the data as the basically the database is like a dynamic database. It it 
it is whatever it needs to be. Like it, it will find whoever, whichever audience it needs to find. And that'll be the database. So, so that's one completely, it's not like new in the sense that nobody's done it, but it's, it is new in the industry. This is not a common use case. And then on top of it, it has like an advertising piece. So the reason why I was told that it was saturated was because the, there, there are people in this space doing these kinds of things. However, to my knowledge, there is nobody who is doing exactly what I'm talking about. So I think it is still new, but it's not like what I told you is replicatable. What I think is not replicable is that I can personally input strategy that I've learned over a decade in marketing and advertising, and I can build it in different testing types and different innovation strategies, different ways to think about and optimize marketing campaigns. All the stuff that basically I've been like hired to figure out, I can program into the machine and that becomes more unique offering that other companies, I would guess at least it could be on par with what other companies are offering. And I think it has a really good chance of being better. That's my pitch. What, what do you think about this as a general concept? What comes to mind for you? I'm not too sure if I completely could see the picture, I, I, but that's because I'm a visual person. <laughs> I, I think I understand what you mean. I guess I'm a little lost at the platform you're using to crawl because you said it's like a walled garden. It's a scraper. You meant it's like not... Facebook and Google. Yeah. Yeah. And then the scraper, what is, Let me what explain. platform is it scraping? All of them, every social media, every search engine. And they're finding emails or phone numbers. And... Yeah, so let's say we're selling olive oil and it would guess what the best audience is for that olive oil and it would search to find them. So it might start with just searching olive oil. Just that's it, just those two words. Like when I'm searching for people for the podcast, I type in marketing analytics and I type, click people. Who comes up? Who's associated with the thing that you're trying to sell that you don't have as who, yeah. who you don't have as a customer yet and so it would have a sort of algorithm that'd be like one piece of ip is is just gener is finding an audience for the product then it would search olive oil and it would start crawling every result that comes up and collect every identity that comes up associated with the thing you're trying to sell and it It'd would be then really cool if it could like yeah i'm sorry no it'd be ahead. really cool if it could like go through the reviews and find the reviews of products and because those are already customers and then collect their email or, or something associated to them then that's an audience for olive oil yeah that'd be cool it's like an anti other product audience you could look at bad reviews for competitors yeah I, that that thought came through my mind people upset with current brands but then i don't know they might not like olive oil at all after that so that's something to test the good reviews and the bad reviews which one yeah 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 so they would it would that's an excellent idea and so that's just one one piece so imagine the flow is Figure, figure out what the product is, figure out who the best audience is, find one person from that audience, then do a secondary search, search for all of the different ways to contact that person, 
try to validate that it's an individual and not some somebody with John Smith with, with a thousand different uh, social profiles, but something more unique where you can be fairly confident you're reaching out to one person. And then you create, and then it creates a unique ad set for them using the different reach out methods that it has available, like SMS and calling, or if it has a social handle, it just reaches out to them on social. That would be, so then it would have a a loop, a feedback loop of, did they respond? No, then try to find another way to reach them. That's maybe the next cheapest way to reach them and, and scale up to the most expensive way to reach them might be a direct mail piece or something, depending on what the machine thinks will be the best. And then it repeat and, and so then that loop is complete and then it does that a million times yeah that yeah now that i mean, have a better understanding that does sound very interesting and i think there would be people who would pay for that my only concern would be the privacy laws behind that i don't know i i don't know too much don't even <laughs> remind me I feel like you might run into you might run into some privacy stuff but it's true that's a big consideration I, i'm sure there's yeah I'm sure there's a way. Yeah, there's a way because there's no laws about hitting, contacting them through Instagram, Facebook Messenger. Yeah, there, there's public, there's publicly available data, and there's also data regulation that varies by state and by country. So there, there are loopholes to a lot of things, but you just have to, in general, think that privacy regulation, generally speaking, is intended to keep competition out. It is not intended to protect privacy. So it may sound weird and data collecty to do all this stuff, but that's really not, it's not any worse than what everybody's already doing. Yeah, they're already so. doing it. They're, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have too big of a problem with it It's if they're doing it. Like, for instance, I was talking to ChatGPT, and it said, I will not help you scrape publicly available data and market to people. Yeah. It's unethical. And I I chuckled because the existence of ChatGPT is dependent on scraping data uh, from all over the internet, all of our data, the people's data, and then profiting off of it. It's funny. It's rules for (laughs) thee, but not for me, for the big players. They literally tell you not to give it detailed information about yourself because it is collecting data. Yeah, Yeah. it's interesting. This is a side comment. Has nothing to do with like the marketing stuff, but I just thought it was funny because last night I was using ChatGPT and I asked, it, it kept giving me, it kept generating pictures that are like slanted, and I'm like, can you make it straight? And then it was like, we don't discriminate against <laughs> woke GPT, <laughs> and that turned the picture. <laughs> yeah, woke GPT. I was like, what the heck? I just wanted. To <laughs> yeah, so I had to crop it and like do it myself. I was like, wow. okay, thanks for the help. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny how the it's such an advanced computer model to generate images, but they still can't do text somehow in the images. They, they just, it, com- it continuously uh, messes I, up all text. Yeah, I try putting no more than five words, and I press every do button maybe about 15, 10 to 20 times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I think it's getting better. Like, over time, I've seen it perform a little bit better, but yeah, it definitely messes up. Christian, this has been such a great conversation and very, I just really appreciate you hopping on and and chatting through all this stuff. You have such a great perspective and you're in a very 
uh, hot area in the marketing world. So I appreciate you joining and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. I appreciate that, Alex. Thank you for having me on and taking the time to uh, get on this call with me. We'll talk to you soon.